Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We've been speaking on greater. If you would turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 54, I'm just so proud of these men, proud of what... uh, John, if you had not been obedient to God, these lives wouldn't be impacted. I know it's not easy. I've seen you come into the office upset, down, uh, disappointed when men leave, make choices that they're on the verge of breakthrough and they decide to leave. And yet you don't give up on them. You continue to stay the course. And on behalf of them, their families, but even more than that, their legacy that it's going to come after them. I want to say thank you for not giving up on them. I want you to know as you turn to Isaiah 54 that everything in nature grows. Everything God created, he created to grow. And everything God created reproduces. It's by design. In fact, in the book of Genesis, he says, he tells uh, whether it be the birds, whether it be the plants, whether it be the animals, let everything reproduce according to its kind. We will reproduce who we are. Isaiah 54 starts in verse 1, says, Sing, barren woman, who has never had a baby, fill the air with song. You who have never experienced childbirth, you're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want you to know that in a time of economic trouble, in a time of social strife, in a time of of, of, uh, national uh, chaos, The children of Israel right now are are on the verge of going into bondage because of their worship of other gods. And God is now uh, telling them that with every word of judgment, there is always a word of promise. God never gives you a word of judgment without talking about a word of restoration. Like any good parent, God will deal with us when we break his, his laws, but he will always bring a promise of restoration. So anytime you hear a word that just is a word of judgment that tears you down without building you up, I question whether that word is from God. Because the word of God will always tear down and uproot, but then it will plant, it will restore, and it will build up again. So if anyone ever uses the word just to tear you down, but doesn't use that same word to build you up, you need to stop listening because the word of God will tear something down, but it will build something in the place of that area that it was removed. Somebody say amen. And so in in this time of moral decay, God brings a word of judgment to the people, but then he brings a word of promise. And if you read Isaiah 53, the whole chapter of Isaiah 53 is probably the strongest messianic, the most powerful promise of the coming of Jesus in the Old Testament. All chapter 53 is a prophecy about the coming of Jesus. And then in chapter 54, we see that in the midst of all this judgment, now 
now God says this, sing, barren woman who has never had a baby. That word sing is literally telling us this. It's saying to cry out. It's saying to shout for joy. It's a ringing cry of praise that even in the midst of you being overwhelmed, of you being overcome, you have the ability to cry out in the midst of that situation. That singing is that declaration. It's it's speaking to a melody that in the midst of everything I'm going through, there's still a song in my heart. I may be on the verge of divorce, but there's a song in my heart. There's a, a little skip in my step. I need you to recognize that we have to learn to sing no matter what the situation may be. If you want greater in your life, you have to have the ability, as earth, wind, and fire says, to sing a song. You have to have that ability to declare and sing a song even when there's no evidence of a breakthrough. Sing a song even when you're still barren. Sing a song even when you still haven't held what you're promised. Sing a song when you haven't touched it, when you haven't seen it. Sing a song. I want you to recognize when you have nothing, sing that song as if you're already holding that thing you're hoping for. That word sing is literally what I call a layaway praise. Remember layaway? If you ever been to Walmart or Kmart back in the day, they got this section way in the very back of the store where people want something, but they don't have the money right now to buy it. So what do they do? They put it on layaway. They, they, they drop it off there and they hold on to that for you. Some of you are like, oh, cool, for Christmas we're going to do this. But you take it back there and they, they put it in your name and you drop off $10 now. You don't have the $100 that it costs right now. But every week you go in and you drop 5 you drop 10 So instead of getting it on credit, you begin to do that layaway. You begin to start paying for something that you don't have yet in hopes that someday you're... There is a layaway praise that you begin to praise God today for something that you don't hold yet. I may not have it right now in this moment that my marriage may still be jacked up. I still may be broke. But God, I'm going to give you a praise. I'm going to give you a praise right now for what I'm believing you're going to give me tomorrow. Sing, O barren woman, is what the word of God is saying. He's literally saying, be realistic, but be optimistic. I know that I'm struggling today, but I have faith that something's going to change tomorrow. I may be broke today, but I know blessings coming my way. I know I'm struggling today, but I know my breakthrough is on the way. That is being realistic, but yet also being optimistic. Somebody say amen. I may be sick today, but my healing's on the way. I may be broke today, but blessing's on the way. I may be lost today, but I know God will find me. I may be tired. I may be alone. I may be addicted, but my freedom is on the way. There is a song that brings breakthrough. He says, sing, O barren. Sing. That, that word song in the Hebrew, this blew me away. It's not a verb. It's a noun. That, that singing isn't something you do. It's who you are. In the Old Testament, the high priest used to wear this gown. And on the gown, there were pomegranates and bells. And at each one of these bells had a certain tone. And as the priest moved throughout the temple, the pomegranates would 
hit against the bell and it would make a melody. Oh, you ain't hearing me this morning. It would make a certain sound. It would sing a song. And as long as he walked and stepped with God, it would begin to play like a music box, a certain melody unto God. I'm here to tell you that it's not the song you sing in church. It's the walk that you have, the song you give to God, that it's not how good you sing in church. It's how when we walk out of this building, when you walk before God, that's worship. That's where God stops and inhabits the praise when you walk right before God. That's where God gets praise. You may sing greatly in church, but then you walk out and live like the devil. That God ain't getting, God ain't inhabiting that. I need you to understand that you are a song unto God. Now, these three men, gentlemen, you guys are a song that God right now is taking praise in. It wasn't easy. It hasn't been. Now, now that song's not done. You're still writing that melody. You keep going. You keep writing that melody. But that's the greatest song we've ever seen. That, that, that Jen, as you get ready to head to, 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 to Egypt on a missions trip, it's, you, you, have, you have one of the greatest voices I've ever heard. But the fact that you're being obedient to God and going to that place by being obedient to God, that's the song that God takes glory in. That when we obey God, that's where God responds. I want you to understand you may be going through something right now, but 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. I want you to know that you have to sing a song today that says, I may be going through something now, but I'm going somewhere. It's not what I'm going through. It's where I'm going to that matters. Many of us are giving up in the struggles that we're going through, but I want you to say, know something. It says, sing, O barren. Everyone say barren. Now, that Hebrew word for barren, it literally talking about someone that has been castrated. Now, I need you to understand, it's not talking about a barren woman that can't have children because she was born that way. Because everything, I established it at the beginning, God created everything to reproduce. Everything God created was created to be fruitful. So if you are not being fruitful, you were not created to be fruitful or unfruitful. You were created to be fruitful. God created you to reproduce. God created us to be fruitful. And so whenever we do not reproduce, it's contrary to God's design. The word barren in the, in the Hebrew literally means that something has happened in their life that has cut their ability off to have children or to reproduce. Many of you in here today, God designed you to be great. God fashioned you to be amazing. But something's happened in your life that cut off your ability to believe God for greater in your life. Someone came along that didn't create you came along and castrated you. Cut off your ability to reproduce. You were not born in that condition. Something incapacitated you. But I want you to know that God, my God, is the God of the turnaround. 
That God will cause those things that have been cut off to be restored. That the areas of your life that are the most unfruitful are going to become the most fruitful. You take a look at John Chaplin John, who at one time was addicted, who was incarcerated, but now today he's used that very thing that had him in bondage to now set other people free. The area in your life that you were once in barren will become the very area of your life that you'll be the most productive. Somebody say amen. That means if you're broke today, that you have the ability to bring blessing to someone else in the future. That if you're going through depression today, you have the ability to know that joy overwhelming is about to come your way. Because the very thing that you are barren is about to become the most fruitful area of your life. Throughout the word of God, you see God used barren women. To bring about something special. The patriarchs, their their wives were all barren. And every one of them, in order to bring about Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Samson, John the Baptist, even Samuel. All these guys came from barren women. Women that it took a while for them to get pregnant. Uh, Some of you right now, you have a dream, but it's taken so long for that dream to come about that you begin to think that that dream's over. But I need you to understand that the longer you go through that season of barrenness, you're going to give birth to something that's going to be incredible. That what's being held back today isn't being held kept from you. It's just being developed in you. God is developing that thing inside of you. That child has to be developed before it's birthed. It has to go through a process before that child is birthed. And I I need you to understand right now that you are about to enter into your season of greater. Someone say greater. You know, time, time is getting away from me. So I need you to recognize something this morning. That right now, you might not have children now, but you got to still build that nursery. Right now, you may be feeling like, I don't have any money, but God's going to provide that money for that house. That you have no hope right now, but I want you to know that you're planning for a better tomorrow. You have to start singing, O barren woman, to believe that right now, that area of barrenness in my life is going to become the area of the most fruitfulness of my life as well. Somebody say amen. The word says, because it literally refers to this, that on account of, that what you're going through right now is going to be the very reason that you're going to be blessed. That what you're struggling to today, the hell you're going through right now is going to provide the aspect for you to step into heaven later on. So your area of greatest struggle, the area of greatest trial, the area of greatest battle is going to be that area like a mom giving birth and bearing down and having to push and push and push what you're going through that hell that pain that struggle is about to give birth to something beautiful somebody say amen I'm ask the worship team to help me this morning I want you to look in Isaiah chapter 52 verse 2 the next verse I love this clear lots of ground for your tents make your tents large come on somebody Where they dwelt in those days were tents. They were nomads. As the children of Israel, they had tents that they operated in. God's telling them this. You know what? I'm going to bless you so much that you're going to need a bigger tent. Let, let Let me try this side. God's about to bless you so much you're going to need a bigger tent. 
And so God says, you got to prepare for the greater that is coming your way. When, when, you're, when you're getting ready for something, if you buy a new car, you go to the house and you start clearing out the garage. It was okay to have the old car outside, but you need to bring the new car in the garage. So you start throwing away junk. You start making room. I'm here to tell you, there's some junk you got to get rid of. There's some space you got to open up. You got to start preparing for what God is going to bless you with. You don't have that car right now. Go clear out that garage and start getting ready for the blessings that God wants to bring your way. He says, clear lots of ground for your tent. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Oh, I'm talking to someone this morning. Think big. So some of you are on the verge of it. You've been dreaming. You've been closing your eyes, thinking about that business, that family, about what God wants to do. But every time you start thinking of it, you take a step back and say, I can't, that's too bad. What am I doing? I can't do that. God's telling you, think big. See, some of you are thinking yourself into poverty. But that wasn't God's idea for you. I'm not talking about name it and claim it. This is God's word. Think big. Prepare yourself. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep because you're going to need a lot of elbow room for your family. Come on, somebody. I want you to know when the God says greater, he's telling us to clear some space. First thing he told Abraham was get away from your family. Some of y'all need to get away from some folk. You need to break away from some people that that they love you, but they're holding you back. Say it again, Pastor. There's some relationships you need to cut off. There's some people that are are holding you back, and they they don't want you to get free because if you get free, they they have no excuse for why they're still there in their situation. You got to clear some space. You got to make room. You got to expand for greater. You got you got to start thinking bigger. Come on, come on. What what would you do if God decided right now to bless you? Do you have room for that blessing? You say you do, but do you really? Do you have room in your life for the very thing you've been praying for? Do you have room in your life? You got to think big. You got to start. Man, you got to. We gotta start clearing some space here. We gotta get some stuff out of the way. We gotta we gotta make some room. Why? Because God is about to bless you, but you gotta prepare for the bless. What am I saying? I gotta prepare me. I gotta expand me. I gotta enlarge me. I gotta expand my thinking. I gotta expand where I'm going. What am I telling you? You gotta use plenty of rope. What's the rope talking about? Rope's talking about connection. It's talking about relationships. It's rope that connects one of You can't get to where God wants to bring you on your own. And when you're alone, you have no one to pick you up. You have no one to connect with you. That's why many of you, that when we lose contact with you, we find out that you've been going through something. It's when you go through something that you need someone. Connect. And he says this, drive in deep. These stakes, the ones I wanted to get were too expensive, so 
because we're handing them out to everyone. And I just realized I don't think we're going to have enough for second service. That's why you're lucky you came to the first service. I want you to take one of these and I want you, when you get home, to get a Sharpie after you pray. And I want you to write what it is you're trusting God for in your life. And then you are going to, you're going to, what the word says is that you are going to spread out. You're going to use plenty of rope and you are going to drive your tent pegs deep. Expand, lengthen, and strengthen. Expand, lengthen, and strengthen. When I expand my capacity, I lengthen my relationships and I strengthen my foundation. It doesn't matter what storms pull on the tent of my life. I'm dug in deep. This brother's deep. You could try to pull me out, but you ain't getting me out. My, my daughter may have died of leukemia, but you ain't, you ain't pulling this peg out. We may have gone through some struggles in life, but you ain't pulling me out. We may have gone through some strifes in life, but you know what? You're not pulling this out because I'm dug in deep right now. I know what it is that God's promised me. I know the things that God said he's going to do. And so I've dug in deep. And the problem is, is that many of us right now, you haven't dug in deep yet. You haven't staked your claim. You haven't determined this is what I want from God. And you haven't established where it is that you're going, what it is that you want. You haven't determined yet what you want from God. One day you want fame the next day you want something else you the thing we have to determine I want God more than anything else and I will stake my claim in my walk with God you got to dig in deep I love what Isaiah 53 says as we close 54 you're going to take over whole nations you're going to resettle abandoned cities. In other words, things you didn't even, you didn't even pay for, you're going to get. That, that's called inheritance. See, there's a, there's a difference between many of us want to operate through reaping and sowing. You know, you reap what you get. That if you, and, and we, we call that, many people call that karma. That's not karma, that's biblical. You reap what you sow. That's not karma. Buddha didn't come up with that. Jesus did. You reap what you sow. But there's another level of living beyond reaping and sowing. I thank God that I don't get what I reap. I sowed. Because I've sown some jacked up things in my life. Come on, somebody. You have too. You're lucky that God hasn't given you what you deserve. I want what I deserve. You're lucky God hasn't given you what you deserve. I'm God and God hasn't been fair to me. I need, I need him to give me what I deserve. If he gave you what you deserve, you wouldn't be here right now. You'd be dead. You'd be rotten away already. You'd be in hell at this point because what we deserve is death. 
But when we accepted Christ, we no longer walk in just reaping and sowing. We walk in inheritance. That I don't get what I deserve. I get what he paid for. It's a whole nother level. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Oh, come on, somebody. That, that, if, you know what? If you, that don't turn you on, you ain't got to switch. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. In other words, go for it. Stake your claim. Go after it. What are you believing for? You believing for your husband? Stake that claim. Believing for that business? Stake that claim. Believing for your family? You stake that claim. Whatever it is, you believing for your sobriety? You stake that claim. That house? But we live in the most expensive city in the world. Big deal. My God owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. That don't freak me out. That don't scare me. Because you can't have a miracle without first having an impossibility. You want a miracle, but you don't want an impossibility. You want to win, but you don't want to go through a fight. You got to go through something in order to get something. Come on, somebody. Stand to your feet right now. Everyone say this with me. I'm going to take over whole nations. I'm going to resettle abandoned cities. I'm not going to be afraid because I won't be embarrassed. I'm not going to hold back because I'm not going to come up short. I will expand. I will lengthen and I will strengthen in Jesus name. I'm going to stake my claim because I'm going to get. Oh, come on. I'm going to get not what I deserve, but what he paid for in Jesus name. Father, I pray right now for every person right now, God. I just want you right now, whatever it is you need from God, what you've been praying for, trusting for, believing for right now. I'm going to call you from the front to the back. I'm going to ask those in the very back to start making their way up. And I just want you to come and grab your stake right now. Just grab one. Well, I want to grab one for someone that's not here. Sorry, if they're not here, they don't get one. Okay? Go buy them one. All right? But go, go buy your own. Okay? But the reality is right now, grab one for you. Or if you're a family, grab one for your family. But I want you right now to grab a stake. I want you to grab a stake from the back to the front. Just grab a, grab a hold of a stake. And we're going to pray. I want you just to, if you're going to go back to your seats, that's cool. But I want you just to grab your, grab your stake and we're going to pray. Stay standing once you get your stake. Amen. Amen. Somebody say greater. Greater. I'm expecting greater. We're walking into a season of greater. A season of greater. Going into a season of greater. Season of greater. Yes, Lord. Believing for greater, God. He needs two. What is this? This is a memorial. 
this is a reminder to you that whenever you see this, this reminds you of God's promise in your life. That you're not digging in on your ability, you're digging in on God's ability. You're not putting your faith in you, you're putting your faith in him. It's his ability to make it happen, not yours. Even if you have to drill a hole in this thing, hang it from your rearview mirror, whatever, make it a necklace, you go to work with, I, I don't care what you do. I want you, to, I want you to see this every morning. I want you, when you see this, for it to remind you that you are dead, that you're dug in, that you're held on deep, whether for your marriage, when you guys start yelling at each other and think it's over, look at this and remind yourself, I'm dug in deep. You, you know what? You can yell, you can scream, you can cry, slam the door. But when you come back out again, I'm going to still be here with my stake because I made a claim for this marriage. I made a claim for this family. I made a claim for this house. You're not getting rid of me. You need to let the enemy know you can come at me all you want. Come at me, bro, because you know what i'm not letting go i'm dug in deep thank you for downloading this message for more information on our church visit us at cwcbayarea.com you can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea